Hi there. Welcome back for another episode of the podcast, Hot Mess to Great Success. I'm your host, Dr. Jennifer Gardella, and I'm thrilled you're joining me today as I walk through the process of taking my business and parts of my personal life from a complete hot mess to a smashing great success. As I share my story, I hope to inspire you to take small steps in your own endeavor. As you listen to me, I want you to know that there are things in your life that need to change and that you could make significant change just starting. You don't need to shout these from the rooftops, and you may not want to. You don't need a $17,000 coach, and you don't need a mastermind. All you need to do is to know that other people like me are working through the same stuff. Now, as we move forward, don't forget, everything that I go over and more is available in the show notes at hotmess2greatsuccess.com. So who is this for? Well, this podcast is for anyone who needs a little bit of private inspiration. Again, you don't need to go out and tell large groups of people in Facebook groups what you want to change. You just want to know that someone else is working hard to get stuff done in their personal life and their business. Now, as you know, I had a heck of a January. I started this podcast. I had new clients came, come in. My tracking system had to be overhauled, and I was overwhelmed by that. I spent some time in South Carolina visiting a friend, and we were both really, really sick. I just got back from a short ski trip in Colorado last night, and in less than 24 hours, I leave again to go to Orlando for a cheerleading competition with my youngest daughter. I'm having a blast, but learning a lot through the process. One thing that I'm learning is from episode four, that some things just go bust. Now, when episode four was recorded, I was not in my office. I tried to pull it off at a friend's house. We were in South Carolina. We were both really, really sick. Uh, her dogs were barking. It didn't upload correctly. And I just noticed, and I never checked because I was sick and got really, really busy right after my trip. But what did I learn through that? Well, I learned to not beat myself up, to just develop a process. You can spend, and I have spent, all of my time and emotional energy upset and embarrassed but honestly, where is that going to get you? And also, now that we are four episodes in, I've also learned a lot about podcasting, and I'm changing it up. I've gotten comments, which is so exciting as a new podcaster. And that feedback has led me to believe that there are some things that I have got to change. Apparently, when I talk, I'm too listy, L-I-S-T-Y. Now, I have to tell you that long ago, I was accused of being addicted to lists. I used to have them all over my house. So it's not surprising that I'd like to teach in that manner. What I'm going to start to do is I'm going to start to put more time into my main points and leave the rest for the show notes. I do think it's really important that you understand and can read what I'm working on. So I'll include that in the show notes on hotmess2greatsuccess.com. But I'm not going to just list them out anymore because, well, again, it's too listy. So some of the things, the other things that I've learned is that, well, don't beat yourself up. When you travel, there is nothing as an entrepreneur or a manager that can make your travel easier if you get far ahead. I did this in all areas for my ski trip because I wanted to be skiing in Colorado and not working. And I also knew that the weather was going to be phenomenal and I would probably want to be out on the slopes as much as possible. So my team was well prepared. 
I lo loaded up my Google toolbar with links to all of the work I had to complete each morning before I went out to the slopes. I was able to open things really easily and for the first time ever, I didn't feel pulled. It was amazing for me. So last episode, uh, we talked about developing a style sheet. That's a little guide that you keep somewhere. I, of course, recommend Google Toolbar or uh, with a link to the Google Drive doc. We also talked about the right tools. There was a list of them. And I also talked about boundaries, how others are going to find it to be really hard that they can no longer walk all over you. I hope in the last week you have made improvements, progress in those three areas of your life. Our three big topics today are ones that are really, really close to my heart. The first topic is post-it notes to getting organized. The second topic is the importance of a procedural manual in your business. And the third topic is do you change your process for your client? So let's get started. The first topic, like I said, was from post-it notes to getting organized. Now, let me first explain that when I speak, I do a ton of public speaking. I've been quoted as saying that for the first few years of my business, it was held together by post-it notes and peanut butter. I had notes everywhere. Post-it notes, napkins, I had a calendar, notes on my phone, I had a Google Drive doc, I had half sheets of paper with ideas, I had an idea notebook that was empty, which was really hysterical. I had folders in a filing cabinet, folders in my Google toolbar, stuff was everywhere. Most of it was really good, and dare I say brilliant, because it was related to my business. But half the time, I couldn't even remember where it was or that I had started collecting information. I've had the hot mess to great success idea and info in several different places and never did anything with it because it just seemed too disorganized. The best example of what I used to look like, the way that I can sum it up, is that I would come up with a great idea. Like, let's say, hot mess to great success. I would rush to buy the URL with my GoDaddy account. I would get really, really mad when someone else had it and it wasn't available. So I would check out whois.com and learned that Jennifer Gardella already owned it. I didn't even remember. My GoDaddy account was even a list of great ideas. So now that I have bared my soul, here is how I have learned to fix this issue. And I want you to know that this is continually evolving for me. The first thing that I've done, and this has just started in 2019, I have, a, I have standardized my day, my business working day, in a three-ring binder. All I have to do is flip through the binder page by page each day to get my stuff down. Now, I also have to do that stuff, but each list or checkbox that I have to go through is very easily accessible. For instance, I have a massive list of what I want to do each day on social media. It's one page and lists everything that I need to do. So when I'm done with all my social media, I get to check it off. Now, just as I am addicted to lists, I am addicted to checking things off on lists. So this to me makes my day fly by and I get a lot more done. 
I, so I want to give you a couple of other examples of what is in my binder. I start off each day with a simple gratitude journal, which I'm going to talk about in a little bit. Um, and again, it's just writing down what I'm grateful for. I flip the page and there's a reminder to me to read all of the business reading that I do every single day. Social Media Examiner is a great example. So I have one binder to track all of the emails that are sitting in backlog. So I have a really good idea of what's out there and how many um, emails I have to answer. I have another page in there just to count every week how many blogs I put up. When they're done, I check it off. This one thing also allows me a very easy way to check each month and to track each month what I have accomplished. It goes page, so this binder goes page by page throughout my day with all of the things that I want to get done. Next, I have a planner pad. You can go to plannerpad.com to get one. I do not make a penny off of you doing it, just to be clear. Everything I try to put as much in my planner pad as possible my schedule, my calendar, and what needs to be done in certain areas of my business each day. Now, this is not duplicate with what I normally do every day. The normal stuff, the standard stuff, is in that three ring binder. My planner pad is more day planning. For each week, on the top line of the planner pad, I write down the categories of things that I have to get done. For instance, next week, I want to make sure that I archive all of my clients' G Plus personal profiles, both business and personal. Google Plus is closing down in a few months, and I want to make sure that we preserve that information. So that is really important. I also have a small section of things to do on the plane each week since I've been on planes already two times and getting back on one tomorrow. It seems like I'm always on a plane and I love to make that time productive. I also leave a big section of that first line for notes. These are those harebrained ideas that I'm not ready to schedule into my day or a project, but I would normally stick on a post-it somewhere and lose it. So every week then when I have a chance, I go back and I see what those notes are. Sometimes it's make sure I talk to this person because I heard that they were interested in a social media consultant. Other times it's a random thought, hey, get someone to handle the uh, SEO of my website every month. Those are the general ideas. Again, I'm trying to eliminate random notes all over the place. Uh, so the other thing when you're moving down your planner pad is it then gives you a daily list of things to do. You may remember when I started this podcast, I explained that I was sending that daily list of things to do to my best friend. She was sort of acting like my accountability partner who never checked in on the accountability part. But if I am going to do that every day with her, which we've stopped because it was very helpful in developing the habit, but I don't need it at right now at least, I want to make sure every day that I know the things that need to get done. It may be something that I really should do on a regular basis that I've slacked off on. Now, on the last line of the planner pad is my schedule. And in there, it's a bottom third row, and it has your day by hour. And that's where I schedule my appointments. I'm not into block scheduling yet, but I think that's the direction I'm moving in. Lastly, so I have my um, standard three-ring binder. I have my planner pad. I do keep a journal nearby. 
sometimes I move quickly and I might put a to-do item on there, but I take notes on my day, things I want to share, blog topics, ideas, ideas of content for my podcast. I sometimes go to trainings like my Sandler sales training every week and I want to take notes. So I take notes and then as soon as possible, I put all of those notes into the appropriate place. If something that has happened in my sales system that I think is an important improvement, I may want to put it in my book. I also want, you know, have a great idea of something to do with a blog for a client. I make sure that those get it to my staff in an email for client blogs that month. However you choose to organize yourself, condense it as much as possible. My hope is to actually remove the journal at some point and work those notes into my planner pad in some way. That was a lot, but that's how I organize myself every week. And I have spent the first few days and weeks now of January 2019 perfecting this system. I've also been working hard, but again, need to work a little harder on my procedures manual. I'm getting new clients in the door, and I'm once again going to be having to sta uh, staff up. I am realizing that when I have very concrete procedures that are easy to follow, everything goes better. It keeps me on track when I bring a new client on board or when I bring a new staff member on board. I don't have to train anybody. I don't have to onboard a client from scratch. Procedures are very helpful. Now, I have friends, some very successful friends, who have documented every single procedure in their office. For instance, I have a friend who's a very successful local real estate agent. She even has a document in her procedures manual of how to answer the phone in her office. I keep my uh, procedures manual table of contents in my daily binder. It's actually in a section at the end. It seems to be a place that I go to a lot to write down quick notes and rather than pull up the original, I like to have it a little bit handy in a paper form. So when I see something that comes up, I can just make a quick note and revisit it later. I store my procedure manual in a Google Doc, shocker. A link sits in my Google toolbar shocker and then when I'm ready to update it's really easily for me it's really easy for me to access as you know I get really frustrated when I cannot find things okay so get your procedures manual together topic number three is one thing that I really struggled a lot with at the end of 2018 do you change your process for a client so I had a client it was actually an agency and I do a lot of work for agencies their clients need social media and smaller agencies don't have the expertise in social to manage the strategy part usually agencies are hiring some young kids out of college who know the technical details and the fun side of social media but they often can't come up with a higher level strategy in a content calendar so here's what my normal process looks like when I work out with a client after we start writing and the editorial calendar is written and the keyword research is done, my writers and I go to work on posts. They're written in Google Drive documents so that we can all work with them at the same time. Then they go to a proofreader and our operations leader sends them to the client. And everybody through this process can make edits and changes and everything is tracked based on who has the document or control of the document at that time. After the client approves it, the posts are scheduled. Well, this agency that I was working for wanted the process to change. First, they wanted um, the writers and myself to follow a whole bunch of rules that I didn't really think were a good idea. 
the rules were constricting and constantly changed on us, and they actually took the fun out of social media. Some weeks they wanted branded, hash, branded hashtags that didn't make any sense in every single Twitter post. Other weeks they told me that was too much. They wanted branded hashtags in Facebook sometimes, but then other times they would say, we don't want any at all. Things were constantly changing. They only wanted to share very, very recent content and didn't appreciate evergreen content. And they wanted to share the same content about multiple, across multiple platforms. All of this I normally don't do. My staff couldn't adjust because these rules violated my normal rules. You know, I just realized as I talk about this, it's like a mini social media lesson here for you. Don't do any of that. Um, I had to take the posts from my writers and then I myself had to put them in a Google Drive spreadsheet that the client owned and a lot of people had access to it. The transfer had to be perfect. I was the only one that was allowed to do it. They would go through it from those 21-year-old uh, social media gurus would start to go through it, and then it would go up the food chain. I was never really sure of the process, um, who was looking things over. I had received comments on posts I had never written. It got to the point where I would cringe every single time I would open an email from this client because there was always a problem because I had changed how I write and the systems that I used. The staff didn't like it. The higher-ups who hired me loved me as a social media strategist, but that was diluted as it went down the chain. All of the confusion and all of the rules weren't managed at a strategy level. And that client, I knew the client had to go. It was not a good fit. Now, I'm not saying you can't make adjustments. I highly recommend in your business that you be somewhat flexible in how clients want to work with you. And if you only work with a few high-paying clients, you can create custom systems. But when you have clients like I do and staff like I do, the systems run our world. My rules, the white hat SEO rules that I follow, as well as the social media rules that I follow, I'm doing that to make sure that my, I am delivering a top-notch service to my client. And honestly, I do it really well and I don't want to go back on those things because then it dilutes social media and it's no longer fun anymore. Okay, that was an awful lot of information. I want you to think about this week the policies and procedures that you want to teach someone else in your business. If you think that you're scaling and you want to write them down, you best have a manual that they can refer to after, during and after training. Get rid of the post-it notes. Create systems that get you down to as few places as possible to record your notes. And as I always say, use Google Toolbar and Google Sheets and Docs to help you with this. Make it very easy for you to retrieve this information. And next, think about if you are letting clients run your business and your operation and if that's really working for you. If you're not putting out a top quality product because you're following someone else's rules and beliefs, then perhaps it's not the right client for you. As I always end with, I'm going to end with a, my, a couple of mindset adjustments. Well, a mindset adjustment and a marketing tip. My mindset adjustment for you this week is to sit in gratitude. I wake up every morning. And I write down three things I am grateful for. I also write down an affirmation for the day that I want to follow. Now, this is in a Google Drive sheet. I can access it anywhere I am on my phone, which is awesome because when I was away, 
it was very easy to handle uh, writing these down and I love to write them down and I love to look back so for me recording them over time is very important my marketing tip of the week is to check your page speed on your website I've been doing some research on mine and I want to make sure that your site is up to snuff I'm going to put a link in the show notes to a phenomenal article that I found and post it on LinkedIn with more information okay it has been a pleasure once again to share my thoughts with you. I want you to check the show notes for more details at hotmesstograatsuccess.com. Please connect with me on social media and ask your questions. Until next week, this is Dr. Jenny Lin signing off.